Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. My name is Nick Bondi. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick Bondi. Uh, I'm here with my brilliant co-host, Lachlan Irvin. You can follow him on Twitter at Lock in the Crease. He has his own blog, Lock in the Crease, as well. And he has his other podcast with his other partner, the Crease Cast. Lachlan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm wearing my The Flow shirt, which I got a, a few years ago that they were selling on the internet, and I'm wearing that in the hopes that yes. uh, I can manifest Brock Besser coming back into the lineup today. Uh, they could have used him on. They could have used him on Wednesday against the Oilers, especially on the like power play. Him, especially on the power play, and you would like to hope that today against Philadelphia, uh, that he might come back. Yeah. So uh, today is a bit of a weekend preview episode. On uh, today, Friday, uh, October 15th, we'll be previewing tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers, Saturday's game against the Detroit Red Wings, and we'll get into a bit of the expectations for Philadelphia and Detroit relative to the Vancouver Cooks. Are these going to be two easy dubs? Well, you're going to find out. So, tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers, 4 o'clock local time here in Vancouver. This is the first game for Philadelphia this season, this is going to be their home opener. Uh, for that reason, this may be a bit of a tricky game for the Canucks. You know, we saw last night, a lot of the teams with their home openers did pretty well. I mean, Columbus spanked uh, Arizona 8-2. Arizona's probably going to be one of the worst teams in, in the league, so I'm not surprised there. But Buffalo won. You know, LA won against Vegas. Detroit had a 6-3 lead, absolutely collapsed. Just, you know, just cl- absolutely collapsed uh, versus Tampa Bay. So they played pretty well, all things towards six goals against Tampa. That's pretty good. But we'll get into Detroit a bit later. Yeah, tonight, the very first game for the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Carter Hart looking for a bounce-back year because he, uh, I call this guy Lachlan Carter Fart because last year, this guy stunk. He was terrible last year. Not nearly not nearly the goalie he was in 2019-2020. Uh, he was looking you know, one of the best goalies, one of the best future goalies uh, in the league, a lot of changes for the Flyers as well, Lachlan. Uh, Ryan Ellis, remember him from the Nashville Predators? He got traded to Philadelphia over the offseason. Cam Atkinson from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, they traded like a, a top 15 pick for Rasmus Ristolainen. Crazy. Uh, a lot of changes uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. And, of course, our good friend, Zach McEwen, claim off waivers from the Vancouver Canucks uh, a couple of days ago. I'm not sure if you'll play tonight uh Lachlan what are you what are your what are you expecting from uh tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers well first of all I'm expecting to see some really great antics from Gritty it's the season opener so I'm sure he's we're gonna, gonna be on his full, game tonight we're gonna be yeah it's gonna we're gonna get the full Gritty show which I don't think we've gotten really in a while like uh, in Vancouver at least like with uh because I'm trying to think back to the last time the Canucks played the Flyers he I think he was still uh, I think he was still relatively new when they when the when they got when they they last played in Philly, so we're gonna get the full experience of that today. Um, but more importantly, the team on the ice uh, is gonna be really different for the Flyers this year. I mean, yeah, they they lost uh, Jakub Voracek, they traded Shane Gostisbehere, uh, Nolan Patrick as well, who was a former second overall pick that uh, 
uh, they that uh, had some injury issues, and now he's off to Vegas. Um, the the Flyers are a team that really believe that they're a playoff group and that they're like a cup contender, and they've been like that every single year. They're a lot like um, they're a lot like the Canucks in the sense of like the way that their management teams are always given this incentive, are always given this yeah. mandate that they it's always want to go for it. They, they always, always want to go, go for it. Like, I don't think I, I can't remember the last time the Flyers realistically like rebuilt, like went for like the full rebuild. I don't think they have in a very long time. Um, and they've done, they've, and it's come at mixed results. They went, they were the division winner, the Metropolitan East or Metropolitan Division winners uh, two years ago. Uh, last year, they completely missed the play, the playoffs. Um, this is, this is a group that is very, like again, much like the Canucks, very much reliant on their goaltending. For a long time, it's been a struggle. Carter Hart again was a very was a, had a mirror image of those two seasons where he was incredible the first time around, an absolute like an absolute just stud in the net yeah. for them. Again, all Carter season. Hart, and then the next year, uh, yeah, it fell apart for him. I I think that I will say I think that Carter Hart is a better goaltender than last year indicates. I think he's uh, I think he's I think he, it's just a matter of the Flyers making sure he's getting the right goaltending goalie coaching and the right uh putting the right mentality because uh without the right coaching obviously things can go south pretty quick and if the and if uh you're having a rough time uh you need a coach who can bring you back uh, specifically mentally like making sure that you're staying even keeled during the season even when the going gets tough and hopefully the flyers have that in carter hart for carter hart this year and i'm very excited to see kind of that matchup between him and thatcher demko a bit of a of a rematch from world juniors past yeah that that should be one of the better matchups to watch in this game did you not like my carter fart nickname or is that too juvenile for you uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little juvenile for my yeah. taste. You got it. It's a little bit. <laughs> it's, it, it's all right. It, it, it takes some getting used to, uh, yeah, but like Carter Hart, I, I think the situation with Carter Hart is, is he as good as he, is he going to be a good a goalie as he looked at that 1920 season where everyone's thinking, oh, this is the next carry price, right? Like super young goalie coming in and he's going to be a, a starter for the flyers for the next 13 years or whatever. Probably not, but is he as bad as last year? I don't think so either. Like for a lot of things, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle, right, Lachlan? Yeah, and you mentioned Carey Price, and that's actually a really great example of a guy who had a really great first season in the NHL and then had a really bad next one. Like he lost yeah. the next two, actually the next two years. He almost Carey lost Price. his job permanently to Yar Halak. That's a big sliding doors NHL exactly. moment. What happens if the Canadians keep Halak over Price, right? Yeah, they that was a that was a total fork in the road decision, and the Habs chose to stick with the younger guy. They made the right call in that case because Garrett, look at Gary Price. The last however many years, he turned into a into a Vesna winner, a Hart Trophy winner, one of the best goalies in the NHL. And so, yeah, I think that Carey Price is a good maybe. Maybe expecting Carter Hart to become the next Carey Price is asking a lot because it's like any like any player comparison. It's a it's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. Um, but I do think it is entirely possible that Carter Hart is better than last year led on. I think again, it's about making sure you have the right, uh, the right stabilization in place for him and the, the right people there to like keep him in check when, when, even when the pucks aren't bouncing his way, because sometimes that can really mess things up. Just look at, uh, like Martin Jones, who's now the backup for Carter Hart. Now he's a guy that I think for a long time did not get the, did not necessarily get enough of that support for, of that support uh, in uh, in San Jose, 
And that's why things went so quickly, went badly so quick for him. And then, uh, yeah, talk and yeah, talking about the the whole fork in the road. Uh, Yarrow Halak now the goal, backup goalie for the Canucks. It all comes full circle. Yeah, no, it, it really does. I, I find it hilarious that the Flyers decided to bring in Martin Jones to kind of platoon with uh, Carter Hart. Did they not stay up and watch San Jose Sharks games the past couple of no, seasons? Of I called not. Carter Hart. I called Carter Hart Carter Fart. I wish I could come up something clever for Martin Jones because this guy really stunk the last couple of years. Like, good there, lord, like he was terrible. There, he was one of the worst starters in the league. Yeah, I I had so much I had so much faith in Martin Jones as a goaltender. I I and I again I honestly believe that with better coaching, he like maybe he's not an incredible, but I think he's at least a little bit more even keeled. That San Jose contract that he signed probably looks a Oof. lot more okay right now than it does. Um. I think it's just been a rough go for him. I don't know. I don't know exactly what Philly's um, goalie coaching situation is like, what they've been running with. But I know for a long time since basically Ron Hextall was in net, they've had a very hard time keeping goaltenders in a keeping goaltenders comfortable in in Philly, which is which is interesting. Sorry, Lachlan. The Canucks used to be called the goalie graveyard until they got Luongo. Now, you know, the situation, they've always seemed to have, you know, a decent starter uh, between the pipes. Philly's really a goalie graveyard. They have not had like a decent starting goalie. And and that's why I think Carter Hart really got hyped for that in that 2019-20, because it looked like he was the guy going to break the curse. And now that's very much up in the air. Yeah, it's the closest. It's the closest they've come, especially because you know sometimes people think that that's you know that's just indicative of the whole team. But like then you look at teams like say like Florida, for example, like the Panthers. Even in their worst years, they somehow got a lot of very good goaltenders to come through and play really well for them, even if they didn't always have the best team in front of that goalie. And so it really it really can change completely based on just having the right coaching and the right um and the right uh and the right um staff around them to make something happen for them. I think Carter Hart can do it. I do think that right now, if we're looking at the goalie matchup, Thatcher Demko is going to get the not going to get the the edge here because of how well he's played over the last year, the last year or so. Um, so, but I am very interested to see that goalie battle between like two of the young, the young goaltenders in the NHL and seeing uh, what they can do. Yeah, uh, I, I very much expect Thatcher Demko to start tonight against the Flyers and Yaro Halak to probably start uh, Saturday uh, against the Red Wings, right? And the Red Wings, on paper at least, seem like the easier matchup. But the Flyers, I mean, they have a really good first line. It's very similar. To, there's a lot of similarities, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, between the Canucks and Flyers. Like, the Canucks have, you know, they have a bit more forward depth, but, you know, in the past, they've had one really good line and questionable depth. I see the same thing with the Flyers, right? Like, they have one really good top line. And the the forward depth that behind that is there's question marks. Yeah, you look. Yeah, that first line of Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux, and Travis Konechny. That's a very good first line. Uh, but then you go. But then it, uh, you get very quickly down to like that fourth line of Nate Thompson, Nicholas Obe uh, Kubel, and uh, Max and Maxwell Willman, who I think is a rookie. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot more question. There's a lot more question marks down there i think on defense as well uh i think defense fly the flyers are a little are definitely a little better than the canucks they're a little better off um they don't i don't know if they necessarily have a quinn hughes on that on that blue line right now i guess ivan Provorov is kind of the closest to that uh maybe ryan ellis if you want to uh if you're if we're not considering age as a factor here um I but I think the the flyer the flyers are definitely more well more solid right now in on defense but even then it's not 
at its best. It's still a little bit more of a you're you, of a hope and see what they can do and from the Philly from the Philly defense. Yeah, and if I'm going to grade this matchup from a Canucks perspective, uh, I, I give the Canucks the edge in forward depth. Uh, I give the Flyers the edge in defensive depth, and I would give Canucks the edge in goaltending. In terms of special teams, too early to say which team has an advantage there. There's only been one game played for the Hex. Obviously, Flyers haven't played a game at all this season, so we don't really know what to expect there. But it, it, it this will be an interesting test again for the Canucks again. This is the first home opener for the Philadelphia Flyers. First game for them. They're going to come out jacked and from playing in front of a full crowd for the first time in however long. So it's going to be a tough, this will be a tough game for the Vancouver Cucks. I don't expect the Flyers to just roll over. Yeah, this is a great test for Vancouver. This is a very even, this is a very uh, even matchup between these two teams, in, in my opinion. I think they're two teams that both believe they're much better than they've shown in last year, than they showed last season there are two teams that really want to prove that they're playoff that they have playoff potential again and yeah this is as i think this is as even a matchup as you're going to get in an east west uh situation here where it's two teams from completely different divisions and completely different conferences playing each other this is a very good uh this is going to be a very good way to grade how each team is looking is go is looking going into the season yeah, and, and the Flyers, I have to admit, have one of the best home jerseys uh, in the NHL. It's something about that orange that just pops. There's something about that orange just pops on TV that makes you know it look it real clean. You know what it is? It's unique. It's like there is yeah. no other team that pulls off orange like that. And it's with the, the orange and it's the white nameplate. It's the white yeah, nameplate on the back. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a very it's a very clean, crisp. It's it's vintage, but not like but still um but still modern like it's got a good mixture of modern and vintage in there and i think that's really that's really good so yeah i would i would definitely agree with you like there's a reason the flyers haven't changed their logo ever in their franchise history because they nailed it on the first try yeah they got it it's going to be a good jersey matchup i think tonight with uh, i like the canucks road jersey and i really like the uh the flyers home jersey so we're about to talk about saturday's game against the detroit red wings but before we do that, a quick word from our sponsor, Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. We talked to Built Bar fan. They're definitely passionate about their faves. They have flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, mint brownie, classic flavors like strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. I'm a classic flavor guy. I like the strawberry. I like the orange. If you haven't tried all the flavors, don't worry. You can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine Flavors, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're very healthy for you too. 17, 18 grams of protein, only four to five grams of sugar. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So tonight, uh, tomorrow, the Vancouver Canucks will be playing the Detroit Red Wings on the second half of a back-to-back. -back. Second half of back-to-back, -back, always tricky for any road team. Uh, I, it, we mentioned it earlier. I expect Yaro Halak to get this start. Uh, it is the easier one on, on paper, but Detroit, they, they came out feisty uh, last night in their home opener against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Again, they were up 6-3, uh, but you know it's Detroit. They're a rebuilding team, kind of, uh, kind of young in that regard, kind of uh, lacking talent in that regard, I guess. Uh, collapsed 
lost 7-6 in overtime uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, thanks to our friends at, uh, at Bet Online AG, uh, I managed to bet on the Tampa Bay Lightning when they were down 2 nothing. I wish I had waited until they were down 6-3. I could have got some better odds. Could have got some better oh, odds yeah. there for sure. You, but you, you know, might, you uh, might be living in a mansion right now if you had done that. Yeah, well, I only put five dollars on it, so it wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't. You know, breaking the bank to <laughs> bet on a team down two nothing, even if it is the Tampa Bay Lightning. I gotta be. I gotta be realistic about these things. But I know you didn't like the uh, the Carter Fart uh, juvenile nickname. Were you ready for my juvenile nickname on on, on Detroit? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm very ready? scared. But okay, here You're we ready? go. They're the the toilet dead things. Uh, oh, you tried no. too hard. Uh, you tried, tried too hard yeah. on the the Dead Wings one. That's a classic. That's been around. Dead forever. things. Dead things. That, okay. Oh yeah. The, the switch it up with it. Okay. 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 The toilet dead I things. Not a fan. The the toilet that you tried a little too hard. Yeah. It's got to be more. It's got to be. You, it's got to be a little less. Uh, more succinct. That's the. That's my note. That's my note. Okay. All right. We can just call um, them the dead things then. The dead things works. Um. Look the. The Red Wings have been like have been in the in this rebuild for about what four five years now. It's been a while. They've gone through two GMs at this point. Ken Holland's now in Edmonton, and Steve Eiserman is uh, doing his thing in Detroit uh, right now. Um, this is a. I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, like the fact of the matter is, like, yeah, they lost yesterday. They they gave up four quick, pretty quick goals to the to the Lightning, but at the same time, they still scored six. Like you still to to lose a game seven to six, you still have to score six goals, and that's more than I would have expected out of the Red Wings against the defending Stanley Cup champions at all. Yeah. So that's that's impressive. The the things that are worth noting now about them and what we're probably going to see going into the the Saturday game is one of uh, one play in the second period. Uh, uh, Matthew Joseph kind of took a, uh, made a hit on uh, on Dylan Larkin, a little bit of a. Uh, a, a, a very questionable hit, I would say. A uh, little bit low, right in puts uh, Larkin head head into head first into the boards. Larkin gets up as Joseph is skating away and just sucker punches him uh, with with the glove as well. With a glove, he just sucker punches him mid play, and uh, he was given a match penalty for that. And uh, Department of Player Safety now today he's going to have a hearing for it. So the Red Wings might be without their captain in this game against the Canucks as well. So that throws a huge wrench in for the Red Wings. And um, they do they do have uh, Tyler Bertuzzi because this is a game in the States. Uh, if this were in Vancouver, they would not have him and the four goals he scored yesterday. Um, so if they're if you're the Red Wings, you're going to be leaning on uh, the guy who who won't get vaccinated uh, and hoping that he actually makes up for the fact. That well, he that's why he scored four goals, Lachlan. No one wants to get near him. Yeah, they no know he's yeah. And no one wants to get near him. And uh, I think it was I think it was Thomas Drance who tweeted out something like the the Lightning outshot them uh, outshot the Red Wings by double plus the two shots that Bertuzzi won't get. So <laughs> which was which is accurate, and he deserves to be uh, mocked for that. Uh, it's yeah, like you won't. Uh, but yeah, the Red Wings are very much a team that's kind of it's basically any win they get is house money. Like they're just kind of there. If they can surprise you, they're going to they're they're going to be happy with the result. Like they didn't even seem all too crushed about losing yesterday, even though because of how uh, like they were talking mostly about like the crowd being into it. They were talking about you know scoring six goals. Like they had they they were having fun in their own in their own way. 
I think if you're Vancouver, the biggest thing for you is to not underestimate them. That's your biggest key to, to winning. And I remember the last time they went to Detroit, they kind of underestimated the Red Wings a bit. They got down 3 nothing, And then Bo Horvat just turned on the Jets in like the third period and scored a hat trick and they won 5-3. to three. So that's that's the goal here for Vancouver is do not underestimate the Red Wings by any stretch. They have Alex Nedeljkovic in goal now, which is, you know, which is, uh, again, somebody who the Hurricanes should have prioritized signing. Uh, the Red Wings gone for dirt cheap. And uh, but he is now under a lot more pressure now than he was in Carolina because he's not in front of a great defense. He's not in front of a top notch forward group. He is the he has to be the backbone 100 percent of the time. So you you got to try and you got to try and force shots to him early. You want to try to, you know, you want to try to put the you want to try to put the fear in there a little bit. Yeah, last night was a, was a big time moral victory uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. It got it got up six three. Obviously, they managed to lose in overtime seven six. But you know that's a moral victory in the sense you could hang around with the two time defending Stanley Cup champions, right? For a rebuilding team like that, that's huge. That gives you confidence heading into your next game, which is against uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Lachlan, are, are we ready to talk about uh, our favorite player or Canucks Twitter favorite player, Troy Stetcher, being a healthy scratch uh, last night for Detroit? Are we ready to talk about that? We yes, we are because I mean I'm looking at that defense and I don't know I don't really see why he can't be on there. <laughs> like I don't like Philip like Philip Ronick, Moritz Sider, who I believe is like one of their like big draft picks from a recent yeah, year. top ten pick in 2019. That's right. Okay, and then I I don't know who Gustav Lindstrom is. Uh, he's a must be he's a, he's uh, I guess a newer guy. Um. But, you know, I think Troy Stetcher is a good defenseman. He's a good stay-at-home defenseman. He's not, he's a, he's a bottom pairing guy, maybe, maybe second in a pinch uh, on the right team. Um, so I don't know what Detroit's, I don't fully know what Detroit's doing there. Maybe I'm seeing something different, but I, I, it, I, I'll say this. If you're Vancouver, you're looking at the fact that Troy Stetcher's in the press box and you're like, huh, uh, if only we needed right shot defensemen, right? right I don't, I don't think defenseman. Jim Benning cares at this point, Lachlan. Sorry to, sorry to burst your bubble. I think he's moved he, on. He's, oh, he's moved on for sure, which is, which is, which is kind of wild. Again, which is maybe part of the problem. It's, it is part of the problem. It is. I would rather, I don't know about you, but I'd rather have Troy Stetcher on the contract he's got than uh, Tucker Pullman at $3 million a year. You're um, a fan of the pool, Matt. He had a good game against Edmonton. The pool, Matt. Pool's he, closed. He did okay. Pool, Cole he McDavid, did. pool's closed. Get out of here. Yeah. Go home. Yeah, you're not, no splash for you. Uh, he, yeah, he, he actually looked okay. Tucker Pullman looked okay in the last game. Um, yeah, but again, you know, you just look at the fact that they don't have as much depth down there and you're hoping and you're wishing that you had a little bit, uh, you maybe didn't let go of some of those guys, especially like the cheaper the cheaper guys like Troy Stetcher, the home, the homegrown products. And, but yeah, I think this is a, this is a, another case where it's like the blue line. This is maybe the one of the few games where the Canucks blue line is actually looking a little bit better than the one they're going to be playing against. So hey, may, this is your opportunity make it count, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, it, overall, I think in this game it, coming up against Detroit, it, it, it is don't underestimate these guys. Don't do, what Tampa Bay did and thinking think you're going to coast to an easy victory because, you know, I don't think the Canucks have the firepower and, and the depth like Tampa Bay does where they could be down three goals in a game and just turn on the jets and 
you know, come back and, and win it in overtime. I know we mentioned they were down three goals last time they faced Detroit, but Detroit was very, very bad back then. They were gunning for the first overall pick. I think they're still a rebuilding team, but I don't think they're the doldrums of the NHL bad this season. That's reserved for the Buffaloes and the Arizonas, right? Like it's a, it's a two horse race in that regard. But Detroit's, you know, they're starting to get better. And I think for the Vancouver Canucks, it's a uh, it's imperative that you don't underestimate these guys, especially on the second half of a back to back. Yeah, talk, although although speaking of Buffalo, they won five to one yesterday against yeah. Montreal. So it's eighty two zero. It's anybody. Yeah, eighty two zero. It's anybody's. It's anybody's game. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I think the Red Wings. Yeah, the Red Wings are definitely back on the way up. Like. With a with a big asterisk in the fact that they just got such a long way to go before they're uh play, have any sort of playoff potential again, um, but they're at least a team that's going to again catch people off guard, and that comes down to how, and that comes down to how willing are you to not let to not uh underestimate them and not let and not just try and coast your way through the game, um, knowing the Canucks and the fact that they are. Uh, without a win so far this season, I would imagine that they're probably not going to, that that's probably not a huge worry for them. Like, again, that could change depending on the Flyers game, but I think they'll, I think they'll probably be pretty alert because it's so early in the season and they want to put a few wins on the board before they get back to Vancouver in a couple weeks. So I think you'll see, I think you'll see them come in and play, uh, play a good game there. Yeah, so the Vancouver Canucks have expectations this year, so especially the Philadelphia Flyers. Not so much uh, to Detroit, but certain expectations. And we'll get into all the expectations of all these teams. But first, a word from Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season with a new updated site interface, more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football and hockey. They got tons of great hockey bets on there as well. Head to the website or use our mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so this weekend, obviously the game against the Flyers, the games against Detroit, and Locke, I'm going to ask you just a simple question right off the bat. What constitutes a successful weekend for the Vancouver Canucks besides obviously just winning both games and getting four points? We'll we'll we'll, we'll qualify it that way. I think the I think the I I think the most important thing I want to see from this Canucks team is uh, specifically how well they uh, keep their goaltenders. They keep their goal. T- they stabilize uh, the the their own end. I want to see the kind of, these are two teams with forward groups that are not necessarily the strongest in the NHL. The Flyers more so than the Red Wings, but they all but they all have their their weapons. They all they both have their weapons and you and I want to be able to see that they can that both the forwards and the defense are able to to neutralize them well in their own in their own zone. I want to see them play good a good defensive game. Um Obviously, not taking that at the cost of uh, putting pucks in the net, but of course, yeah, just making sure that you know Thatcher Demko or Yarrow Halak isn't having to do all the work. You're gonna, you want to make sure that you're keeping the shots to the outside, 
You're not letting easy uh, easy tap-ins like Jesse Pugliarvi had in that first game against the Oilers. Trying to clear the front of the net, making sure that your goaltender can see the puck. That's the kind of stuff I want to see from them in that and that frame rate frame. And then the other big thing is obviously the power play. I want to see the power play like you and I talked about it. Uh, they looked static. They didn't look like they were moving the puck. They were moving. The, they were passing the puck plenty. They didn't get enough shots. They weren't trying enough for the greasy goals. Let's see a little bit more of that in these next two games. See them try and see them try and take and make and go for a little bit more of a fluid power play. Trying to just put shots on net. This these are two teams that with their defensive groups, you should be able to float a few pucks in and get a good look at the net. You might not score on them. You might not score on all of them, but if you're at least giving it the the try and trying to move that puck into the slot and get the and get a quick shot in front of the net, it could work out for you. So I want to see both of those things. What about you? I, I agree on the power play. Uh, on the power play thought, uh, they got to work it more into Bull Horvat in the bumper spot. Like that's his bread and butter. He scored so many goals over the past couple of years being on the bumper spot on that first power play unit. Working into him some more. I would say that that's big. Obviously, the power play in general. I want to see him work uh, work towards having a better overall power play unit for, for uh, the first and second power play unit. Um, and I, I'm a, you know I don't think I don't think discipline. They, they showed enough discipline. I think in that Edmonton game, right? They only took two penalties, but that Oilers power play is just so good. They scored on one of them. So I, I don't think discipline is that big of an issue right now for the Vancouver Ducks. I don't know what the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers power play uh, situation is like, but I bet you it's not as good as Edmonton's. And I know Detroit's isn't as good as Edmonton's. So I don't think, you know, discipline will be that big of an issue. I'm interested to see, you know, some of the some of the forward depth, you know, strengthen their stuff. I want to see a big game from guys like Vasily Podkolzin. I'm interested to see if Niels Hoaglander gets bumped into the lineup. I'm interested to see when Brock Besser gets back into the lineup. You know, he obviously practiced... Um, Obviously, practiced Wednesday morning before the before the Oilers game. Didn't jump in. We're uh, we're in, I'm in, we're we're recording this Friday morning, so before any sort of morning skate would happen in Philadelphia. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if he's on the ice and taking line rushes. If he is taking line rushes, then there's a probably a pretty good chance that he's playing in uh, tonight. So I'm interested to see all those things. It's noon in Philly. They might have. It's nearly noon in Philly. They might have a. They might have taken more than okay. skate by now. Uh, I forgot time we'll zones see. are a thing. Yeah, that's right. You, you gotta you gotta factor in the time zones. Uh, yeah, it's uh, we'll uh, we'll see when they get on the ice if they if they have or not already. Um, but yeah, I believe that. Oh yeah, there it is. Sure enough, eleven minutes ago from the Canucks Twitter, there's some uh, there's some shots of the Canucks in practice. So uh, we might get some lineup. We might get some warm up. Uh, okay, line Perfect. rushes here. Oh, here you go. Oh, you know what? Here you go. So you got. You got Pearson, Horvat, Garland, Miller, Pedersen, Pudkolzin. There you go. Nice. On, nice. First line pods. First, uh, yeah, first line pods. Uh, Highmore, Dickinson, and Hoaglander on the third. And Dowling, Lamico, and Chieson on the fourth with uh, the defensive Travis pairings. Travis Green OEL. listens to the podcast. He is obviously Travis already Green sick of Chase, to- Chase on shit. He listens to the podcast. OEL, OEL and Myers, uh, Hughes, Pullman, Rathbone, Burrows, and Hunt, Shen. Yeah, no surprises, I think, onto the defensive end. Yeah, Besser and Patan are extras, so it does not look like Besser will probably play today. He's maybe maybe Saturday. You hope Saturday. And then get Patan in the lineup. He's going to fix the power play. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 
I've, if Chieson couldn't, I don't think he is. <laughs> Again, you just got to use Batan in the Sam Gagne role. We've discussed this on this podcast before. Fourth line sheltered minutes. Get him on the second power play unit. Get him to do. Let him do his thing. Let Batan cook. Let Patan cook. Oh man, it's gonna be. We're gonna be in like the Stanley Cup final. They're gonna Canucks are gonna make it all the way to the Cup finals, and with and you'll be like, still be like, yeah, but what about Nick Patan? Why hasn't Nick Patan? You know what? If they're in the Stanley Cup finals, it's because they got to their senses and put Nick Patan in the lineup. (laughs) That's why they'd be in the Stanley Cup. You know what? In total, in total, it would be total Canuck logic where it's like. He did. He gets into the lineup like game eighty two. He scores the like goal that gets them into the playoffs, and they just don't play him again. Nick yeah. <laughs> like, Rattan, Con Smythe candidate. I'm calling it now. All right. Okay. That's a. That's a. That's probably the hottest take of the year. Sure. <laughs> I'm pumping this guy's tires so much they might burst. You're, at, his, at, you're gonna at be point. his agent. You're gonna be his agent by the end of I, the season. I think I, I'd be down for it. I think I can hype him up. I've done a good enough job. I think on this podcast, I think I do it to a few NHL GMs. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> but no, I, I think for for a successful weekend against the Flyers and, and the Red Wings for the Canucks, I think you get a split of points, two out of four. That is always, always, always a good idea. Always, in my opinion, it's always good if you get a, a 500 split. You'll split the points on the road, try and win as many as you can at home. That's just the general logic I go by. You get three out of four. That's pretty good. Obviously, four out of four points is is even better. Uh, I, I think if I'm going to make a prediction, I think I think this game against the Flyers, especially tonight, is going to be tight. Like, these seem like two very evenly matched teams like we've talked about a bit earlier. Yeah. That for sure. I uh, agree with that hundred percent. I think you got, I think again, two good tests for the Canucks, two good early year season tests. Uh, let's see them come out of this road trip, this road trip. They have the opportunity to go above, to try and still uh, take that, you know, above 500, uh, try and go f- above 500 with the, getting the one point out of the Oilers game. Let's see, like they've got five more that by the end of this road trip, they'll be halfway through. Let's see, let's see them, let's see them try and hit that seven point threshold. Let's see if they can get to that seven point threshold because that constitutes a pretty good road trip. Yeah, absolutely. But that has it for today's episode of Locked On Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. And make sure your second listen of the day is Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Oh, Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Once again, my name is Nick Bondi. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick Bondi. You can follow Lachlan Irvin at Lock in the Creeks on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have full video episodes out every day. We do the podcast. Thank you for listening.